What's up, guys? It's your host, Leela Ray, welcoming you back to your resting place. Welcome to a new episode, guys. So this episode is going to be just a little different. Um, so I decided to go live recently and discuss the orgasm gap, and I thought, why not bring the live recording to the podcast? I know, I know, I know everyone who listens to the podcast may not follow me on Instagram. Those who only follow me on Facebook definitely didn't see the Instagram live. So I thought, why not just bring it to the podcast where it can all be together, everyone can find it. And so now you have a visual representation on Instagram and you're able to listen to it on the podcast. I definitely wanted to give you guys this conversation. It was so incredible to have. Um, It's also very interesting and I am all for finding out ways that we can close the orgasm gap. So grab a drink, grab a snack, get comfortable, and let's start this conversation. Good afternoon, good morning, Grand Rising. Hello, hello. Hold on, I'm looking for something that's relevant to the conversation. Hold on. So today we're talking about the orgasm gap. The funniest part about this whole conversation about the orgasm gap is like my most asked or most commented thing in my DMs is like, is it even real? Or a lot of men especially are just like, oh, there's no orgasm gap over here. There's no orgasm gap over here. You would be surprised how many women know how to fake an orgasm and fake it good, okay? So just just be be wary, okay? Be wary. <laughs> but the orgasm gap is it's obviously relevant because of how many women complain about not catching the orgasm. And I feel like why are we having sex if you're not if you're not gonna come? What's the purpose? I mean, eventually, I'm not saying that that has to be, you know, the the end all be all of every single sexual encounter, but like at least you should get something, right? Okay, I found what I was looking for. So, the orgasm gap even though people don't think that it exists, it definitely does. Um, It exists from women on a scale of like, you know, 100 women, how many women will actually have an orgasm during a sexual interaction? 60%, so 60 of those women. For um, lesbian women or heteroflexible people, non-binary people, that scale increases to 80%, yes, 80%. People who are on the gender scale from um, the, in their sexual fluidity as far as, you know, homosexual couples and things of that nature, 80%. Now, men, just men across the board, heterosexual, homosexual men, um, 90%. 90% of men always have some sort of orgasm during a sexual encounter. Sure, that means 10% of men don't have an orgasm, but 
60% for women like me who are very male leaning only 60% of us have an orgasm that's unfair that's very unfair and a lot of it comes from not understanding the context of your partner so a lot of the times no one really takes into consideration the outside influences for a woman or even like her inner thoughts and worries that are going on reason why she wasn't able to make it to the big o right um but also there's a lot of non-concordance that's going on now i'm gonna give you this term and for my ladies you can take it and you can run with it non-concordance remember that word non-concordance i just had it now i have to wait for it to pull up I'm gonna give you the definition. It describes the stimulus, the simultaneous, wow, I can't talk this morning. The coffee is kicking in. Um, arousal non-concordance describes the simultaneous physical manifestation or lack thereof of a mental and emotional state of arousal. That's by sexuality counselor, um, Dr. Kanisha Hall. Love her, dope work. But a lot of men think that if you're kissing a woman if you're touching on her you're feeling her nipples you're feeling her breasts you're you know rubbing her ass all this great stuff and just because her vagina reacts to you that she's in the mood that's not what that means <laughs> that's not what that means not all of the time that just means that her vagina is doing what her vagina was built to do which was to notice a sexual moment notice a sexual arousal moment and that's what it did. It was a sexual response more so than um, her actually being aroused. This also means that we have to have the conversation of like, if I'm in the mood, if I'm not in the mood, and if I'm not in the mood, why am I not in the mood? So we can then work towards figuring out how to better get into the mood of things, right? A lot of um, women also struggle with that too. In society, we make it seem like as long as a woman's pussy is wet, she gets to go, period. She gets to go, always and forever. And that's not right. That doesn't take into account that she is a physical being. She is a human being with emotions, thoughts that are running through her head, external, internal structures that are going on in her life. I used to hate this term, but the more that I do this work, it, it becomes more prevalent that women are truly emotional creatures. <laughs> and a lot of that, contextually matters to her sexual experience excuse me so when we're in a situation of okay my man he's in the mood but i'm not in the mood but my vagina's in the mood is there something wrong with me no your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do biologically biologically your vagina is doing exactly what it needs to do there's nothing wrong with you before i even like divulge into that women Ladies, shims, thems, theys, there's, there's nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. If the only way that you can get off is through like really intense lovemaking, there's nothing wrong with you. If the only way that you can really get the orgasm that you want, if you have an anal plug-in, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, if you have to have a certain like setting um, built for you. So like I have candles in here, I have music in here, I have on a cute dress, you know, and I, I feel really, really good. If that's the type of vibe that you need um, to get to your orgasm, there's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely nothing wrong with you. Um, 
it doesn't have to look pornographic for it to be normal um a lot of the time it's a show like women feel like it's a show and that's the reason why i feel like there's an orgasm gap like across the board but especially for women who have sex with men reason why there's such an orgasm gap there of like it has to be a show if my vagina says she's ready to go then that means i'm ready to go i've done that before and that's that's not true um the way in which you are biologically made versus how you as a human being operate are totally different things. My entire body can be aroused, but mentally I'm still stuck at work and my boss was getting on my nerves. I'm not there, I'm not in it. Now, does that mean that, you know, sex doesn't also help with stress? No, because it definitely does. But does it always need to be a go-to for stress? No, therapy, therapy can be great especially when dealing with your stresses and stuff in order to make sure that you have everything off of your back, off of your shoulders, so that you're able to become more comfortable in your body so that you are able to have your big O. Um, also the conversation of learning your partner. Fellas, I'm only doing this to y'all because I'm still stuck on 60%, okay? 60%, you are a part of the problem. <laughs> You're a part of the problem. I don't care. I don't care how good your head game is. I don't care. I don't care if you slong, dogging it. Like, I don't care. I don't care. You're a part of the problem, and that's it. <laughs> but to learn your partner and to know what... What's the word I'm looking for? To know your partner and know her cues of when she's stressed, of when she's worried, when she's anxious, of learning when she's in the moment. Do you know that when you're having sex with your partner, you can still talk to them? And not in like a, um, whose is it? You know, you're mine, you're all mine, I love you. That's so great, that's so wonderful. However, you could also ask like in the moment if you notice that when you're doing something and she tenses, you can ask, like, do you like that? Is that okay? Is that too much? Do I need to back off, right? Do I need to give her some, do I need to give you some air? Do I need to give you a break, right? Um, a lot of the times, guys, and I've I've dealt with this before, when a woman will orgasm, a guy will like, especially when he's giving her um, oral uh, or giving her head, he'll like continue to go. Sometimes that's, that's overstimulation for your woman. But it depends from woman to woman. Some women love when a man continues to go. Men just need to understand women more and why they are the way they are. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Um, but I feel like it's, it's learning your partner. And I feel like a lot of sexual interactions and a lot of sexual fun is stuck under a rock because we just won't talk about it because sex just seems like something that you should just know how to do always like whenever i go to a new partner i already know what they like because i'm gonna figure that out that sounds so problematic like i'm just gonna go to this man's house we're gonna get it popping and i already know what i'm doing and he already know what he's doing to me that's a lie <laughs> that's a lie he doesn't know what he's doing to me he doesn't know if i like it because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me, he doesn't know my body like that. And giving access to someone, giving access to yourself to someone freely like that is dangerous. 
that's dangerous. But somewhere down the line, it's been deemed okay. And that's very worrisome to me in my life. That's very worrisome to me in my life. Um, I don't think that... I don't think that we allow foreplay to really be what it is in sex. Like, you can definitely, definitely, definitely have a foreplay moment while having a conversation with your partner about what you do and what you don't like. The sexiest thing to the women who I know and to me as a woman is when a man actually takes his time to talk to me about what I do and don't like. That's foreplay to me. Yes, like you wanna learn all the avenues of, of my body? Let me make it easier for you. Let me help you. There's this whole narrative of like, oh, I'm not gonna teach nobody how to treat me, da 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 I will teach you how to fuck me though. <laughs> I will teach you that. I will teach you that. Why? Because what's the purpose of going to the bedroom and being in this intimate space and connecting with someone like that if I'm not, you just guessing. You just guessing. You just on autopilot doing something. No, I want every movement. Every movement should be intentional. Every single one is intentional. When you bring healthy conversation, openness, transparency, vulnerability into an intimate space like that, you can do beautiful things, wonderful things all night long, all day long, wherever, whenever. And I think that people just need to be more open to allowing that. Which, I mean, shit, there's something happening because as soon as heterosexual women, when we start to hop, to like homosexual um, women, lesbian women, non-binary, um, heteroflexible people, the orgasm gap shifts. There's an increase in 20% from 60% to 80%. There's, there's something, there's something there. And I think that it's also because that there's an, an understanding of context. There's a lot of context that women must um, understand for themselves and that their partners have to understand so that they're able to better collaborate in the bedroom so i talked before about the cis and cess scale so the external factors and the internal factors of um a man and a woman right i remember um the previous wednesday we talked about um like your cis and your cess so your cis sis which is your internal factors and ses which is your external factors i'm not gonna like give you all of the wording for it i'm not gonna nerd out real quick for y'all but a lot of the times men and women they do have these internal and external factors well during testing it's been scientifically proven that with women there's only a 10 percent chance that out of random that a woman will be, excuse me, that a woman will be um, randomly in the mood at all times, 10%. Whereas with men, for a man to randomly be in the mood, that jumps to 50%, right? There are more contexts in a woman's mind and the way in which she's um, emotionally in tuned, aware, or sensitive to things that make it I won't say difficult, but make it a little more um, challenging to just randomly be in the mood, 
right? Now, does it vary from person to person? Absolutely. But generally speaking, statistically shown, on average, women are randomly in the mood 10% of the time. So if you're dating a woman or if you're with um, a femme presenting person and they're just randomly in the mood, that's because you're in that 10% slot, right? Whereas with a man, like I said, it's 50%. You can flip a coin. <laughs> you can flip a coin. Um, but being that women only sit within a 10% slot that can be aroused randomly and ready to go randomly, that means that you have to be conscious of her internal factors, of her external factors of what's going on. Anytime that I've ever heard like a married couple say, oh, she's never in the mood, she's never in the mood, and I don't know why she's in the mood. Have you decided to do laundry a couple of days of the week? Did you watch the kids? Did you take her on a date? Is she in school? Have you been getting on her nerves while she's working? Okay. Okay. Are you inconsiderate of her time? When was the last time she had a moment for herself, by herself, not without you? When was the last time you presented sex to her in a way that better suited herself, not you? Giving head freely because she's stressed. Giving her... Uh, a nice massage because you know she's had a long day or because you just wanted to appreciate her for a second does she feel appreciated by you um are there a lot of familial stresses in the family are those are those things showing up for her a lot okay those are external factors and a few internal internally does she hold some sort of like performance factor that because she's her woman, because she is a woman, she should be ready to go for sex whenever. Is she having a, a rough body day? Like if she just not feeling her body today, does she just need, you know, someone to tell her that she's beautiful? Does she need to come to terms with like she's beautiful, right? So yes, 10%. But now we got to figure out the 90. <laughs> we got to figure out the 90 of what's going on so that we can get in the mood. And if I can trust you that you will help me reach my orgasm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because then we can, we can do whatever. Women are more likely to try more things if she is comfortable and trusting of the partner she is with. If she's single and she doesn't have a sexual partner, I would say that that comes from self-cultivation within herself. So her taking the necessary steps to learn like what she does and doesn't like, learning the ways, like the different factors um, to set up her, her mode, her zen, um, in order to, 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 to best start her, her realm of comfortability and, and foreplay in some avenues um, on her own. So that when she is met with... Um, a dating partner or she is in a relationship a dating relationship she is able to teach and show um, those things those factors that kind of goes back to what I was speaking on about having the conversation with your sexual partner you gotta talk <laughs> talk before during after um, the next day if you want to I don't know but you have to talk but in order to talk and to tell you um, what she is needing she also has to have a good consistent um, 
a good consistent I was gonna say schedule but that's not the word um, but practice for her own um, so she can learn herself better um, I will never not think of, of this statistic on goop lab if y'all have not watched goop lab goop lab i think it's episode three or four um that talks about um orgasms and things of that nature great episode lots of good information but it was speaking on how many women know or don't know the percentage of women who know and don't know the anatomy of their vagina and i believe it was like 40 percent, 40 or 50 percent knew the anatomy of their vagina you own it like it's yours forever it's it's never going away so it's best to learn it and that goes into that self-cultivating practice of learning your body learning what you do and don't like um being able to name like the sensitive spots that you've noticed when you are pleasuring yourself noticing that when you touch yourself here that really does it for you or you know when you have a toy if it's inserted a certain way you don't like it that way um it can become as detailed as you want it to be. But for my single ladies, I want us to know that our cultivation practice in order to get to the orgasm that we want can be as detailed as possible. It can be as detailed as possible. It can be as fluid as you want it to be because the best thing for you is comfortability with yourself so that you're able to extend that to your partner. Um, to leave it up to chance that your partner will give it right that sounds scary. That's just like if I bought a new 2021 Mercedes and gave it to a stranger and just trusted that they would do right simply because it was a Mercedes. That doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. But it makes sense in the society that we live in because women are not taught that. They're not taught to take autonomy for themselves in order to learn themselves. Um, which burns me up. Like, when I think about the different things that old women used to call my vagina, girl, get the fuck. I remember when a woman in church told me that I needed to be careful with my pocketbook. But if I was out here selling pussy right now, she'd be pissed. Girl, you called it a pocketbook. I'm using it. It's a pocketbook now. <laughs> like, no, it's not a pocketbook. It's a vagina. It's a, it's, you have a vulva. You have a mom's pubis. You have a clitoris. You have a clitoral hood. Like, there are different things in your body. And it starts when you're young. Like, learning your body as a woman, as a lady, as a girl, it starts when you're young. Or it should. It should start when you're young. Like, I was given this sexual energy, this sexual tool to not just give birth but also to enjoy so why can't i enjoy it why can't i learn about it what about learning about my body is so bad it almost makes me wonder like if we were to actually teach our young girls about their bodies and raise them in a safe environment for them to learn and explore and ask questions about their body and ask questions about sex so that they're able to learn themselves as they get older so that as a single woman they're able to have that full autonomy of themselves 
it almost makes me wonder like if we were to do that do you are are you scared that she will i don't know like overturn society or something i don't know what is the fear surrounding women like learning their bodies it's your body it's yours it's yours there's nothing wrong with it it was made in divinity it was made perfectly there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with learning your body and there's damn sure nothing wrong with teaching your partner about your body period <laughs> like teach your partner teach your partner i'm not gonna buy a rolls royce and give it to a stranger and be like you got it but i will do that if i don't know the value of myself if i don't know the value of that i'll give it and not teach nothing to nobody that's not right that's traumatic like to me that sounds traumatic that sounds violent to me and so like when when i came to that conclusion I just had to say I'm sorry to my body. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really just be out here. I was just out here giving you away. Just assuming he know what you're doing. Bitch, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so how can you think like, you don't even know what you're doing like that for real. Not for him, he's new. He's completely new. Yeah, there might be some general things, but like, you don't know him like that. You don't know him like that, okay? It's just like the self-cultivating practice for men and for women, um, but I'm talking to my ladies right now, but um, it's important. It's important to have your self-cultivating practice. It's important to do your mirror work and sit in your mirror and learn about the things for yourself that you do and don't like. Learn about the things within yourself, within your body that you feel like, oh, well, maybe I could work on this. Or for the things that you know that you cannot change, learn to love on them some more. And the more that you love on you, when you are able to really love all of you, like flaws and all. Like right now, I know I'm not um, the, the Leah that I want to be, but the Leah that I am right now, I love all of her. I love all of her. That doesn't make... Like my vision for myself in the next five to 10 years doesn't make me right now less. Just as if me going through my cultivating practice or you going to your self-cultivating practice today and you may hate the body that you're in, that does not mean that anything is wrong with you. That does not mean that you should not have an orgasm, okay? It doesn't mean that. It means that we need to shift your perspective, shift your understanding go into whatever blockages or issues that may be holding you back a lot of the times like most women will say oh i can't orgasm a lot of the times it's not because she can't orgasm it's because she doesn't feel safe to orgasm or she feels like the way in which she does orgasm is not normal i mean shit we don't even have well we do now it's better now but we don't really have textbooks that really depict the different ways in which vulvas are made. Like a lot of women are afraid of their orgasm simply because of the way that their vulva looks. 
So we can't even get past the outside to worry about the inside, to get any kind of internal pleasure, to get any type of clitoral pleasure. Because we're so worried about, well, does he think that it's cute? Girl, he don't give a damn. He don't. He actually doesn't care. Because he, he's wanting to have sex with you. He doesn't care. Okay? He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. If he cared that much, he wouldn't fuck you. He wouldn't fuck you. Like, if it was just that bad. But if he thinks it is that bad that he wouldn't fuck you, you need to go find a new something, something, somebody to fuck on. You're fine. Like your vagina's fine. The way that it looks is fine. Your vulva is fine. Your labia is fine. It's all fine. It looks good and dandy. Okay? So let's just, let's squash it. Go sit in your mirror. Go sit like crisscross applesauce or like spread eagle and just look at her. Or, 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 this is my favorite, get a mirror and get like a pillow or two, like two good pillows, stick pillows, and just, or like a computer, uh, you know, the computer pillows that you can put on your back. Lean on that motherfucker, open your legs with the mirror and look at her. And look at her. For real. Look at her. And learn her. Talk to her. Name her. <laughs> yes, you can name her. Name her, talk to her, love on her. And if it's hard to look at your vulva, if it's hard to look at your vagina, ask. Ask. Your body remembers everything. Everything you've ever been through, everything you ever felt, every circumstances, every person. Like you you have to you have to ask those questions and they're gonna be hard questions i can't sit here like for me personally i cannot sit here and tell you these things if i know that like we matching over here (laughs) and my partner whoever that may be (laughs) because let's talk about the dry season (laughs) anyway but it has to match it definitely does. It has to match. Has to, has to, has to. I think I spoke about this um, a little bit on um, the interview I did with um, Simply King Podcast. I actually have the link um, in my bio, in my link tree. You guys can check that out. Um, Rodney Perry and Tay uh, Crenshaw. We had a wonderful, wonderful conversation about this. Um, and I was stating that the way in which I deal with myself internally and the way in which I deal with my vagina and everything like that, it extends out to everybody. Like at one point, for example, I love to use myself as an example because that's all I really know about. Um, (laughs) But for example, I used to think of myself as like a real, um, like hard kind of person, like very, what's the word I'm looking for? distrusting right distrusting of people however i crave like intimate love like just juicy Mm, he adores me right but i wasn't getting that and i was asking why why am i not getting that i'm this great girl i'm intelligent i'm this i'm that i'm beautiful this snatch is wonderful why am i not getting the love that i want 
hmm why am i being uh, why is there so much infidelity why are there so many lies why does it seem like the guys that i choose they're not um up to par it was my fault it was my fault because the way in which men were um unfaithful to me i was also unfaithful to myself the love in which that I craved externally, I wasn't even given to myself. So how can someone outside of me give that to me if I don't give that to me? Now, do I believe that even in those moments of not loving yourself and learning about yourself as you should, do I believe that you are able to meet people who um, love you and want to learn you? I definitely do. I definitely do believe that you can still have that kind of love even when you don't love and care for yourself. However, a lot of the times it scares you and you don't and, or you don't identify with it. Like you can't even accept it because you don't know what that looks like for you. Right? So until I was able to, <laughs> when I really started like upping my self-cultivation practice, when I really started upping how I love me, how I treat me, it got good. So as much as like people be like, oh, I deserve good sex, da 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 you say that, but do you really believe that? Or like in your mind, you agree. Your mind and your mouth agree. But in your body, you completely reject it because you don't trust it. Therefore, you're not comfortable with your partner. So for my ladies, if you're not comfortable with your partner, you're not trusting in the, in the decision that you have made for the person that you are about to let into your body. Therefore, even in a like cellular sense, emotionally, you can think that he's the one. Mentally, you can think, oh, this is great. Everything can feel like it's aligned. But I promise you, right before you had sex with him or right before you went to his house, you weren't you you were something in your soul wasn't hitting right something in your body was unsettled we've all been there we've all been there that little inkling of like mm, i don't think i want to do this but then you go anyway to do it that's not honoring what you're feeling i think that a lot of people don't how do i want to word this I don't think that people actually know what they want. Like, to understand what we deserve. Like, to understand what we deserve, what we what we should get. What we're supposed to get. Why, yes, some men just be out here just some dogs. But sometimes we see the red flags and we ignore it. And then when we get hurt by it, like we see the smoke. And the way my grandma says, if it's smoke, there's fire. And if it's fire, it's burning. Okay? And sometimes we ignore the red flags. And think that that's like the best that you can get. Or like that's the end all be all. Or that's how you're supposed to be treated. Or that's how you're supposed to love somebody. That's how, or that's how someone is supposed to love you. And that's not, that's not, that's not it. By the right of divinity, like you are supposed to be happy, successful across the board. 
right by divinity yes i believe that there are emotional wounds and like trauma wounds that some women hold or like things in which in society that we deem normal that's very abusive <laughs> that's very um violent um and so i feel like that's the reason why women will ignore those flags because there's a normalization of like struggle love or uh, of a more like unrequited love like that's normal for a woman to love a man and he not love her right now um but if she sticks down long enough if she a ride or die bitch and she stayed down long enough you know that long enough shit um i can't do that i don't subscribe <laughs> i don't subscribe why where we ride into why i have to die i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to do it um but i feel like there's a lot of things that we deemed normal in society for women to do um that's just not okay that's just not okay from from infidelity to like struggle love to you know her fulfillment being in having a spouse or having somebody like that's a whole nother thing that i also feels like plays in the orgasm gap like like having the thought process of you know i know that he ain't really you know that great in the bed and i ain't had an orgasm and i don't know how long but we've been together for such and such amount of time so like it's fine you know it's okay like it's whatever i do believe that that um also plays a part in the orgasm gap though like a woman seeing herself with a man and being like i know he sucks in the bedroom and like i ain't had an orgasm and i don't know how long and you know, I'm afraid to tell him that, you know, I kind of want to lose, use um, lube here and there. I want to, um, or I'm afraid that his um, ego is going to be bruised if I say that I want to um, have a toy in the bedroom or, you know, maybe I want to spice it up and we can fuck in a car in the parking lot or something like that. Um, so, you know, she doesn't want it to look a certain way or, or seem like she's asking for too much. And so because of that, she'll just stay because she's got a, a partner. Um, and that's and that for a woman is supposed to be like bragging rights that you have a man. And while, yes, I do believe that like men and women um, can come together if that's what they want to do. Yes, that's wonderful. And that's beautiful. Um, but that's not that's not like the end all be all. That shouldn't be where the fulfillment of a woman comes from. Um, so, yeah, the way that we deem like relationships and even um sexual partners for for women for a woman to have like multiple sexual partners is damned it's very much like ew why is she doing that um he must be paying her it must be some sort of sex work or something crazy like that and that's not the case she could really just like different people to fuck her and i subscribe as long as you're safe, as long as you know your partners, you're getting tested, you're being protected, okay? And you getting off, girl, do what you want. I'm very pro that. And I had, um, I did a poll on a video about um, the ways in which men like will stay in relationships, um, even though they're not being their authentic selves, which goes into what you're saying, Lee, about becoming liars about the things that they do and don't want or um, just for the sake of having a partner, not being alone. A lot of people are afraid of being alone. 
like human nature is to want to have community is to want to have a partner um and a lot of people are just afraid to be alone and so that emotion that train of thought keeps a lot of people from being um in relationships that don't serve them um when i was getting a lot of the feedback about men saying that they've definitely been in relationships and stayed in relationships where they weren't their true selves just for the sake of being afraid that their partner wasn't going to be able to hold space for them fully was very interesting and yet on the contrary a lot of women were saying that they have not um, but i do know that um, women have done it too that they've done it too for the sake of just having a man um, you know, there are just certain avenues. I just feel like this really touches on the conversation that I was speaking about before about having the conversation. We really, really, really have to be comfortable with ourselves and being vulnerable enough. And I don't think a lot of people want to do that. Be vulnerable enough to be honest with who you are, like every single day, like choosing to show who you are every single day. Um, and in the realm of sex, sex is transparent. To me, sex is transparent, sex is trust. Even if it's just a one night stand, I can be transparent enough, I can trust you enough that this one night stand gonna be popping. I'm never gonna see you again. And that's okay. But for tonight, like I can be transparent and open enough and vulnerable enough to let you in my space like that. On one aspect, it's the performative thing of the women. And on some aspect, a lot of men don't wanna be vulnerable because they don't wanna be seen as like soft as if men do not hold masculine and feminine energy. If I can be um, in my masculine bag, real boss shit, whatever, and still be like in my flow, in my sensuality, you can too, sir. <laughs> you can too. And it's perfectly fine for you to do so. But I feel like a lot of women have to trust themselves to allow that door to just be open and stay open. That's why I said that I don't subscribe to being a strong black woman. Like I have my moments of being a strong black woman. Like am I strong and am I a black woman? Yes. A strong black woman, like I break up with that entirely. Because there's, uh, it just makes me think of being a mule. I don't, being a mule and doing all this work and breaking my back like whenever i hear women who are like hyper independent that's a trauma wound that means that nobody was there for you when you needed them to be to help you out when you needed it the most that's what that means when you're hyper independent girl i got like two jobs i take care of the kids i clean the house i cook i do this i do that i do this i do that and then i go on the weekend and i do this and i take the kids everywhere and then you know through the week i do this i do that and you know i still take care of my man and all he does is go to work girl you're tired you want to know why you're not getting off the way you're getting off girl you're tired you're exhausted you need a break hyper independence is not a flex to me it's not a flex to me. I want to be. I want to be soft and dainty, and I want to. Um, I want to flow in my essence. I want to be. I just want to be. That's where I'm at. I just want to be. Well, I'm not gonna say I want to be. I am. I am soft. I am. <laughs> and when I allowed myself to just be soft, like I said before, when I allowed myself to just really like love on myself and 
and see love for what it is. Like love, sensuality, and intimacy is in every single thing that we do. It's in every single thing that we do. It's in the way that I make my coffee. It's in the way that I water my plants. It's in the way that I uh, find my music or, you know, and how I pick my clothes. It's, it's all a practice and it goes every single day, all day, right? But I have to be transparent with myself about what I do and don't like. Like, I like having my plants. I like having my candles. I like having my robes. Listen, I already have it in my mind. I'm going to have a separate closet of nothing but robes. I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. <laughs> Long, short, silk, rope like embroidered, plain, bright, rainbow, ombre. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the robe collection. But like, I have to be open and honest with myself about those things that I like. And then that way, you know, I can cultivate... I can cultivate my zen. I can cultivate my zone. So then when a, a suitor comes to me or a potential little sneaky link come to me, I know how to teach them to set it up. And I'm not just out here by myself like winging it or like, <laughs> or like while my partner's doing something, I'm trying to do like something on the slide to make sure that I get off. But like, I don't, I'm going to do it in secret because I don't want to offend them <laughs> when I can just tell them. I could just know that I like it and I could just tell them and they could just do it or I could do it myself. I'm pretty sure that's a turn on for people like to watch their partner pleasure themselves. I feel like that's dope. I feel like that's a different form of intimacy to me. Like for me to be like watching my partner, he watching me and we, we masturbating together. I feel like that's lit. I feel like that's more intimate than actual sex because it really forces us to watch each other. You can learn great from videos. Now you got a live performance. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> but it goes into transparency, not just sexually, but across the board, like in relationships too being transparent and open about what you, you know, what gets on your nerves, what kind of food you like, all that stuff. So yeah, the orgasm gap is just, it's just so frustrating to me <laughs> because the ways in which that we could fix the orgasm gap is so simple. Like it's so simple. That's really all I have for the orgasm gap for the most part. But in speaking of relationships-wise, I think that sex is a very important part of people's lives. Not just in relationships, but also personally. It's very important for you to have your own self-cultivation practice. So that you're able to learn your body, love your body, and so that you're able to teach your partner how to love and learn your body. But I am going to bid you guys adieu. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope you guys learned a little bit about the orgasm gap and how in which we can kind of close the gap. And as we continue to learn more about the orgasm gap and we're able to close the gap between all of us, we are able to live a more fulfilled, overall, sexy, sensual kind of life because that's what we want, right? Right. So as always, you can find me on Instagram at Leah Laray with two underscores. So that's L-E-A-H-L-A-R-A-E -A -A -E with two underscores. You can find me on Clubhouse, L-E-A-H-L-A-R-A-E -A -A -E, um, there as well. Um, my services are open. So if you are interested in 
sensuality empowerment coaching um you can definitely hit me up the website has launched it will be down in the description box www.thelayer.co and you can check out everything there set up an appointment or a consultation um, if you need to hit me directly for more information you can email me at leahlaray.ms at gmail.com all of this information will be down in the description box below as far as the podcast is concerned, and if you are wanting to support, definitely, definitely, definitely subscribe um, to the podcast, rate, comment, let me know what you're thinking about today's episode, how are we feeling about the orgasm gap, and what do you think are ways that we can close the gap some. But I am headed off. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace and blessings. Show me